When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm Malia White, real-life bosun and cast member on Bravo's Below Deck Med. Working in my industry can be very interesting. These are my stories. As you'll find out, my world is a total ship show. Welcome back to Total Ship Show. I'm Malia White. I'm Amanda Logan. And today we have a very fun fan questions episode for you guys. We've got some fans from all over the place that have called in with their favorite questions. Yes, I am excited. We're going to have actual people instead of just me reading off of a, <laughs> yeah, a screen. So we're really, really excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our first guest today is Dave. Hi, Hi Dave. How's it going? Hey, Dave. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Awesome. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Uh, we're pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where are you calling in from, Dave? I am from Michigan. Michigan. Nice. Okay, nice. Is it yeah. cold, warm? It's not too bad. It's we're, we're getting closer to beach weather. I'm uh, on the west side of the state, so we've got the beaches. So we're ready to for it to warm up a little bit. Nice. <laughs> are you guys getting a storm this week like Colorado is? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. I hope not. Stop reminding me. <laughs> I know. I know. So I'm not sure. <laughs> so. Awesome. Well, what is your question? So my question is more about kind of the after party, after the, <laughs> the charter's over and you guys are all on the boat, you know, partying and drinking. Where does the booze come from? Is that something you guys have to buy as the crew or is that like left over from the the previous charter that like everything that they didn't drink from other boats <laughs> no i'm kidding um so this one's kind of a mixed one so when we're filming the booze is kind of supplied i guess is a way to say it um and then when we're not filming when we're on an actual yacht um like working that booze isn't just given to us and we can't just take what's given after a charter unless they've said we can have it um, so we have like an allowance for crew to have booze, but every boat is different. So some boats don't allow crew to drink like we, like you see. Um, it's actually not very common at all for crew to be drinking on the ship itself. Uh, that's more so for the show and because of COVID, we couldn't go anywhere else while we were filming. So we had a lot of partying on board, which in the, like in my actual job, we wouldn't ever party in the main salon. We'd yeah. get fired. <laughs> we'd get fired very quickly. And yeah. if we were drinking the boss's alcohol, we'd also get fired. And like, so, yeah, so every boat's different. Like, mm -hmm. some boats have an alcohol budget for crew. Some don't. Some are completely dry. Some you can, you know, drink what's left over from a charter. It's all um, dependent on the boat and the captain. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, yeah we've always wondered that. So, <laughs> yeah. thank you. 
The show's a little different because obviously yeah. they want us to get boozed and party in the main salon. They want to so. see Malia twerking on a lazy Susan. That's, I think yeah, that's yeah. how you get the juicy TV. And right? I did, I did do that. So, yeah. good job on them. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Now we've got Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hello. Hi, Jessica. Hello. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? So I am currently in Vegas for my birthday, but I actually live right outside of Denver. Oh, nice. We're in Colorado. I'm out in Lakewood, so oh, it's perfect. like a little suburb of Denver. Lakewood up to no good. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Are you in birthday. Vegas for your birthday? Is it what birthday? Is it? It is my 21st. I turned 21 last Sunday. Yes. That's awesome. Have so much fun. Well, yeah. Thank you. Stay alive. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. What's your question? So I'm actually, in July, I'm going to go and get my SDCW to become, I can't. Thankfully, part of you is because of this, Malia, because I never saw a female, like, become a deckhand and then become a bosun, and then it was just, like, really interesting for me. So I'm curious of... What do, what can I expect? Yeah, what can you expect? Becoming a deckhand and well, going first, into this industry. Yeah, first of all, congratulations, because it's scary kind Thank of changing, you. you know, and just trying something completely different. Um, are you, where are you going for your SDCW, Florida? Yeah. Are you going to MPT? Yep. Nice. Okay, awesome. So um, what you can expect is the STCW is, first off, just like, a basic survival at sea course, but it's, that's going to be your foundation for the rest of your career. So that's going to be all your basic training, kind of what it's like to be on board. Um, and then from there, what you'll want to do is kind of go out and just meet as many. Well, first off, while you're in school, try to like network with people, you know, because a lot of your first job is going to be who you know. But then from there, you can go and walk the docks and kind of get to know people, go to the like yachty hotspots in Fort Lauderdale, kind of get to know people that are working on the boats. And then it's just getting your CV out there. But honestly, getting your first job in yachting is the hardest. But then once you get that from there, it's super easy. Um, You know, my first job, I had to be a deck stew. Didn't have to be, but it was easier for me to get a job as a deck stew on a smaller boat. And then once I kind of learned the ropes as a deckhand a bit more, then I was like, yeah, I just want to be a deckhand. So then I just went the deck route. Um, For sure. Yeah, and if you can get, like, your powerboat level one or two right away and any time that you can spend learning new knots and kind of just, I guess, (coughs) sorry, I'm getting over it cold. I guess my best advice is to just go in it with, like, you know, an open mind and be a sponge, absorb as much as you can. Definitely. Thank you. That's that's super exciting. It's actually, I'm such a nerd and I love the STCW because it's all about like survival. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get like stuck at sea now so I can survive. Yeah. Don't, don't do that though. Yeah. No, I don't plan to, but I mean, I'd be prepared if I did. Yeah. (laughs) And you're going to, you're going to love it. Like as soon as you find that first bow and they'll teach you the ropes and, you know, being a young, being a, and Okay, my other piece of advice is just enjoy being a junior deckhand. It is the most fun on deck. Like, you have so much fun. Because you don't have all the responsibilities yet of being, you know, an officer or bosun and having to worry about stuff. So just have fun. Like, you're going to get to ride jet skis and go sea bobbing, and you're going to go travel all over the place. So just enjoy it. 
that's what I'm excited for, the traveling part of everything. Yeah, good luck. And if you ever see me out in Fort Lauderdale, just let me know. I go to MPT well, for all my you. courses. They're amazing. So tell the office ladies I say hi. <laughs> I will. Congratulations and happy birthday, yeah, Jessica. Yeah, happy birthday. Thanks, Jessica. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, that is so It's awesome. such a, like, terrifying time yeah. to be going to do your STCW, but, like, she's going to love it. That's so great. And get more Colorado girls out there. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I didn't even think about that. Mountain Babes yeah. joining yep. the Ocean Team. I love it. Yes. All right. Now we have Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Hello. How hey. are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are y'all? We're good. Where are good. you calling in from? Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, awesome. Whoa. Nice. That's perfect. I'll be out that, well, kind of that way. I'll be out in uh, Iceland soon, so kind of in the same area. <laughs> oh, nice. Are you seeing the Northern Lights? Uh, I've got family that lives in Reykjavik, so I go out there quite often. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Mm -hmm. How is Scotland right now? Nice weather? Oh, yeah. It was very nice today, about 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Nice. So it's not as cold and cloudy as typical. Yeah. Where are you from? I was um, born in Florida, oh. but my mom, uh, Melbourne Beach. Yeah, okay, nice. And my mom is from Scotland, so that's where my dual citizenship came from. Oh, oh that's very cool. You. I was going to say, awesome. you don't sound too Scottish, but you, okay, that's very cool. Thank you. Awesome. What part of Florida are you from? I'm not actually from Florida. I'm from Oregon, but because of yachting, I'm in Fort Lauderdale a lot. Yeah. Okay. But I, yeah, um, I think I think Bobby and them are from Melbourne. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's up north, right? A little bit. I don't know. I'm I'm not geography. Not geography. <laughs> no, you're right. It's more north than Miami and Tampa. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What's your question for us today? So I work with a company that ensures water safety, from testing pollution levels to preventing drowning. There's a lot of practices that I wasn't always aware of. So my question for you is, what are some steps that vessels take to ensure that they and guests are not polluting the environment where they're visiting? Yeah, great question. Um, for the yachting industry, well, actually the whole maritime industry as a whole, we have very strict guidelines that we have to abide by, which are set in place by the IMO, which is our International Maritime Organization. Um, and basically that means you know, as far as like um, waste, wastewater, you can't just dispose of waste anywhere. Um, so you have to be a certain percentage, certain, sorry, certain distance offshore. Um, and when I say waste, I mean like black water, so your sewage. And it has to be treated to a certain extent before it can be discharged. So we have extremely um, strict restrictions in that sense of any sort of thing that can go off the vessel. So any sort of like sewage, garbage, food, um, anything that is produced on the vessel and then would be taken off, we have really strict guidelines that we have to follow. Um, and if there's any accidents at sea, as far as pollution, we have um, accident like plans in place. So like Oil Pollution Prevention Act, we have all these things in place that if something were to go wrong, we know exactly what to do and how to like correct it. And then on like a more guest side of things, for example, like my, my boat, we don't use any plastic water bottles. We only use reusable water bottles to help reduce the amount of garbage that we are producing on board. Nice. Yeah. 
And we're like, we use bamboo straws and we kind of try to stick to the more eco-friendly things. So like eco-friendly products on deck, eco-friendly sunscreens, all that sort of thing. So we're trying to kind of, you know, balance out the carbon footprint. That's great. Do you think that the situation on Below Deck Down Under, when the trash was left and it collected maggots, do you think that affected the ecosystem there or where they were currently anchored? So I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it yet um, because I've been really busy. But um, I'm guessing if the trash was left. So there's there's a couple things. Um, The size of the vessel. So like, for instance, I'm on a bigger boat. So my vessel is required by law to have a garbage refrigerator. So to prevent causing maggots or for the trash to be going off. Um, But I'm guessing they left it a little too long and there were maggots and then they brought it to shore. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yes. So in that case, they should be getting like permission from the local authorities, which I'm guessing that they did, to bring the garbage ashore. And they have um, a plan to dispose of that. So hopefully it didn't impact the ecosystem too much, but that is something we have to think about as we're world cruising, right? Because when we go to these fragile ecosystems, we've got to be careful of how much garbage we're actually bringing ashore. So for example, like in the Galapagos, you can't dispose of any garbage ashore. Oh. Yeah, so there's, there's certain areas that if they don't have a means to keep up with the garbage that we're disposing of, they just won't accept it. So you have to plan ahead for that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but I, yeah, it is, it is a very interesting side of the industry, and it's, you know, one of those things that if you're on a good boat and a good program, you stay on top of that, and you do your research before cruising to those areas and make sure you're not impacting the local ecosystems and cultures, for that matter, mm-hmm. in a negative way. Awesome. Thanks, Natalie. That was a great question. Yeah, I love the eco side of things. We should have, I should have also mentioned that um, that does also bring a lot of money into local uh, areas is mm. garbage. You know, when they help us with the garbage and getting all the garbage and stuff off, it brings a lot of money to yeah. the ports and yeah. to the, yeah. Awesome. All right. Mm. We've got Claire. Hi, Claire. Hi, Claire. Hello. Looks like you're in the car. How's it going? Good. How are I you? I am in the car. I have I'm good. I have terrible Wi-Fi at my work, so I decided I'd come out into the car <laughs> where it's nice and windy in Colorado, and that storm front is blowing in for some snow. Oh, oh another just Colorado time. fan. Another Colorado fan. We love some late season snow here in Colorado. Yeah. What can you say? <laughs> Can't wait. I so love it. Awesome. I have a, a two-part question. Okay. One is for Malia, and one is for Amanda. Yay. Um, so my question for Malia is... What has it been like dealing with fame? And then my question for Amanda is, has fame changed Malia in any type of ways? Oh, God. She's a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good question. Uh, It's been so strange because I'm from like a really small town in Pleasant Hill, like Pleasant Hill, Oregon. And so I just didn't really understand it at first when people are like, oh, my God, you're Malia from Below Deck. I was just kind of like, what's happening? But you were um, loving it when you'd come to Colorado and be like, okay, I have to take selfies. Oh, my God. This was when you no, first it's, did it. It's like, it's, yeah, it's both. It's, well, I guess like what Amanda's saying is it can be like quite exciting, but then in other times it can be quite exhausting. Um, you know, especially reading articles that are maybe like just absolute garbage and you're like, you know, that, that never happened or that's not how that happened. It can be hard to like try to defend yourself in the public when 
before, like, nobody knew or cared who you were. And now they're like, ah, mm -hmm. oh, you're wearing that and you're dating him. And I'm like, get, get off my case. Yeah. But yeah, it has its ups and downs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it, that it's changed, Malia, but in, like, a really positive way. Like, I think that going to college with her, you know, she always had all the boys chasing her and, oh my you know, it's, it's true. And was just doing her own thing, but just very carefree. And I think, if anything, it's just made... Like, she's kind of been forced to slow down a little bit, if that makes sense. Like, I actually think it's changed her in, like, a really positive way. Like, she's just, she, you have to grow up when you're in the public eye, even if it is just a little bit, you know. So I think that sure. it forced her to be like, okay, all right, now I'm, I'm not in college anymore, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I have to, like, think about my actions and <laughs> yeah. grow up a little bit. Yeah. But that's a great question, Claire. Thank you so much. Thanks, Claire. Enjoy Colorado and the snow. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. And then we've got Jamie. Hi, hello, Jamie. Hello. Hi, Jamie. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Happy to be here. Awesome. Where are you calling in from? I'm also in Colorado. I'm up in the Vail Valley. Vail. Gorgeous. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Nowhere close to the ocean. So always learn a lot from you, Malia. <laughs> Watching the show. <laughs> nice. All right. So my question, I mean, both of you can answer this, but I think Malia might have, um, you know, some interesting stories here. I'm curious about like what your favorite or most interesting like animal interaction at sea has been. That's a good question. Oh, that's a great question. And I have so many. <laughs> uh, but OK, so my most recent uh, interaction is I just dove <laughs> with great hammerhead sharks in Bimini. Jake and I went on a dive, and I, like, I thought I loved all sharks equally, but now I'm like, I don't know, the great hammerhead is now my favorite shark. Just, they're these giant, they're, they have these massive fins, and they're huge, and they're just so docile and beautiful, and they were just all over. I was like, yes, this is amazing. That's awesome. Other That's than true. that, I've, like, you know, a wild encounter. I've had a wild encounter with a whale shark that was pretty epic, like, in Hawaii, our captain thought there was like a pineapple floating by and he's like, oh, there's just like a pineapple and we are, sorry, a coconut. And we look down and there's just this massive whale shark under the surface and we all jump in and swim with it. And I was like, yeah, I can die happy now. Yeah. Mm. What about the time where the little Finding Nemo fish bit you and you just oh turned around God. and flipped him off? <laughs> yeah, we were scuba diving in Bali and I like, I was trying to help my friend with her regulator and I'm like helping my friend out of the cord of my eye. I just see this little like clownfish swimming aggressively at me. And I was like, what the f It's like this big. It's like an inch. And I'm like, what the f And I like put my, or, sorry. I'm like, oh shit. And I put my hand out and this little fish bites my finger. So I just flipped it off. I was like, go back to your identity. Did you even feel it? Yeah, it hurt like hell. Yeah. I had a little, I had a little so like, crazy. I had a little bite mark on my finger, and I like flipped it off. I was like, "Go back to your enemy." <laughs> no wonder no one's so, looking for you, Nima. That is so funny. A little dick, man. I don't Anyways. know. I I don't have any like <laughs> crazy stories at sea, really. Like, I mean, I love snorkeling. So anytime that I can snorkel with fish and with sea turtles, and didn't you do the rays? Yeah, it, yeah, uh, yeah. I did great. the manta rays in Hawaii, and that was amazing. Like, yeah. I mean, any time that I can be in the water with animals is amazing. But, yeah, like, most of my animal encounters are much more like Colorado, you know, like watching a, coming out of a bathroom and seeing a bear, like, right next to me, kind of, like, wiggling its butt up the hill and having one of, you know, my dad's dogs barking at it. And or I'm just, cats. 
Yeah, I mean, I get animal interactions all the time with my cats. So yeah, <laughs> what about you, Jamie? Do you... Hammerhead sharks, though. That is cool, right? Yeah. Jamie, have... do you have any wild experiences in the ocean or with any other animals? You know, I don't know that I have any in the ocean. I'm pretty scared of the ocean, to be honest. I've gone scuba diving once, and I don't know if I would do it again. No. <laughs> it, was kind of scary. it was kind of scary for me, personally. I don't know. It just, like, brings up that anxiety. But um I don't know. Probably my favorite story was, uh, this sort of sounds fake, but I had a little bit of a snow white moment growing up once where I was walking my dog and then my cat came and walked home with us. And then a deer followed us all the way to our front door. <laughs> it was oh like, just, it was really cute. Just having all the animals around. That is really, that's, that's such awesome. Colorado life for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the bear, the deer, the dogs. The yeah. Cats. <laughs> that's so awesome. Where did you go scuba diving? Uh, in Australia, in the Great Barrier Reef. Wow. Oh, see, I haven't dove the Great Barrier Reef yet. I really want to. Yeah, it was really cool. I wish I remembered more. It was when I was studying abroad in college, so my memories are a little a little boring. You have to give it another go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> have to try again. That's Everyone's awesome. college memories yeah. are just blurred. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jamie, for Thanks, your question. Jamie. That was a great one. Bye. Bye. Awesome. All right. Well, those are fun. Yeah. You got some energy for a couple more? Yeah. Bring them on. Ooh. What's your favorite knot? Uh, The one I can tie quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That question was from M. Mart. What's your favorite knot? That's a funny question. (laughs) That's kinky. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Um, The ones around her wrist. The handcuff (laughs) knot? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Sorry, Mom. Um, No, I would say maybe the bowlin. I mean, no, I don't know. That's totally a lie. I don't have a favorite knot, so. <laughs> uh, okay, so from Miller Joshua Lee, <laughs> do you share a room with people on different shift patterns? And if so, doesn't it wake you up? Yes, we do. So actually, currently, Katie and I share a cabin. And um, yeah, so deck crew kind of have more of a set shift. Like, I know my hours when I'm going to be up in the bridge, when I'm going to be on deck. And then for, like, example, the stews or Katie being the chief stewardess, she she has to stay up until the last guest goes to bed, or one of the stews does. So, yeah, you can have very different hours, mm-hmm. and you just have to be... So, like, for example, if I know that I'm going to be getting up before Katie, which I usually always am, and she'll be exhausted, I have to set my uniform in the bathroom the night, like, before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I set out my uniform, I quickly get into the bathroom, you know... You don't turn any lights on. You get changed. Get ready. Try to remember to grab everything that you might need and go so you're not going in and out of the cabin all the time. Wow. Yeah. That'd be hard. Do you guys wear, like, you know, like the night masks to help with? I actually have have to turn the light on. Because that, like, I just remember in college having roommates, that was so helpful. I'd be like, you can turn the light on because I have my mask on so I don't see anything. Yeah. And, like, for example, like, my bunk, I'm on the top bunk, and I have the Mm porthole. So what I'll do is, like, if I know I'm going to be getting up before Katie, I'll make sure I close my curtain behind me Mm -hmm. so that she isn't woken up by the light that comes in through the porthole. Gotcha. So we have, like, little curtains. So, like, I can close the curtain on my bunk, and she can close Mm -hmm. it on hers. And then the light for the bathroom is on the inside, so you can get ready, turn the light off, and then go out for the day. Yeah. But it can be pretty s- disruptive if your roommate's, like, on lates or something, and you're they're not going to be up for most of the day, and you mm-hmm. have to go to the bathroom. Like, you got to go in and out of your cabin. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sure it's your smells that wake Katie up more than anything yeah, else. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I use poopery. <laughs> 
Okay, awesome. So from McLean351, do you ever get seasick? Um, sometimes. I don't really get seasick at sea in like bad weather. I would say I more get seasick when I'm like fishing and drinking, like when I've been drinking heavily and yeah. I'm on a fishing boat that's like rocking around all the time. Not so much on the bigger yachts. I mean, to be, I mean, with that being said, there has been, there have been days where I've been seasick on board the yacht because mm -hmm. of the crazy weather. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So from Mel Mitch 89, what's the craziest thing that you've witnessed on a boat? That's a tough question. Cause like the craziest thing is being like the most wild. I'm like, maybe like some of the parties that I've seen, you know, yeah. Craziest being, um, like requests by charter guests that I've seen, like, you know, like I've mentioned before other times, like, I think it's just still crazy to me that we can get things for these people like all over the world, you know, or at the drop of a dime or whatever, you know, like yeah. it's, it's the requests that are crazy. Yeah. Um, or some of the parties or the guests. Yeah. Those, that's the crazy stuff. Or right. just the lifestyle in general, I guess. Right. Yeah. Okay, so from Mir the Vanderveen, what is your biggest regret career-wise? Joining yachting. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. My biggest regret career-wise, career um, oh, I don't know. I guess, like, I always say, like, had I known about yachting earlier, I would have joined it earlier. What's my biggest regret since I've been in yachting is probably... Um, I don't know, not starting my officer of the watch certificates as like sooner. Yeah. 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 See that question to me, like, I'm always like, I don't think when it comes to your career, unless you like really majorly screw something up, like you, yeah. you learn from everything, you know, like yeah. you learn as a person, you grow, you take something away from it. Like, I don't know, whenever I take a risk or something, especially in my career, I never regret it ever. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said there, like, have there been decisions that I've made that I regret? Yeah, 100%, but I've learned from them, so it's not, mm -hmm. I don't really, I wouldn't change it, you know? Right, like I, exactly. I, I've learned a lesson from those, I've grown up while I've, you know, the world has watched me grow up in the last mm -hmm. three seasons of Below Deck, yeah. you know? They've seen me make some bad decisions, they've seen me be a fool, they've seen me grow up into yeah. a bosun's role, so. For sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll ask one more. This is a good one. So from Jess Dieterichs, where does the camera crew sleep and live while filming? The camera crew will stay on a different boat. So there's kind of a support vessel, mm -hmm. um, and they stay on board all day to film, and then at night they go onto the support vessel. Oh, okay. And that's where they sleep, or they get shuttled back to their hotel rooms. Al, from Altenai Monte. I don't think I said that right. Uh, why do you prefer working on a yacht instead of being a dive instructor? I don't um, know. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I prefer that. I, I, I am a dive instructor still. I get to be a dive instructor on the yacht, so I get the best of both worlds. So, um, yeah, I'm still a dive instructor, and I still actively teach scuba diving on board. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> oh, oh, my cat. They're going to witness Sorry. one of her uh, sneezing attacks. Uh, wow, only two. I think that's a record yeah, for the shortest number. <laughs> All right, so from Rihanna BWM, which episode Rihanna's of... Rihanna's a fan. What? Rihanna is a fan. <laughs> just kidding. We wish. Which episode of Total Ship Show is the most interesting to you, and what topic? 
Oh, this is tough. So season two, we actually have a lot of interesting topics um, in my mind. Um, we are going to be covering a lot more than just my fellow Below Deck castmates. So we're going to be covering like, you know, the commercial realm of this industry, the cruise ship side. We're going to be speaking to some survivors of some maritime accidents and incidents at sea. Um, and that's kind of why we wanted to start this podcast is to show those other sides of this industry um, and kind of give you a glimpse of what life is like behind the cameras, you know, what actually happens while we're out at sea. So that's what's exciting to me is to show you mm-hmm. guys um, that side of things. Yeah. Awesome. And we, I mean, yeah, you know, we've got some really cool people. Oh, yeah. This season yeah. so far has been amazing and what's coming up will be amazing. Yeah. Like I've learned, really I've cool. learned so much this, like from Ted, mm-hmm. you know, like already. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Okay. From Taylor Vaughn, can you teach us some nautical boat vocab? I feel like there are often words I don't know. Yes, Taylor. I also try to slow her down a little bit. I think that that's a hard thing because like there's, it has its own language. And so I'm like, okay, what does this mean? Like, what do I keep asking you? The one word. Which one? That I keep asking you when the boat flips. Oh, capsizing. I'm like, what is capsizing? I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, some yachty language. I mean, you hear us use like port and starboard. That's left and right. Bow, stern. Um, the galley is the kitchen because we don't say kitchen on a yacht. Um, the head is the bathroom because you don't say bathroom. So you say I'm going to the head, going to the galley. Um, hmm. I don't know what 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 else because I guess for me we just use it so much. So yeah. it's like you know. I don't. I mean, don't ask me. That you have your. <laughs> I just said porthole, which our porthole is essentially like the window in our cabin. You know, yeah. a porthole. Um, it's hard to do it on the spot. A tender is like the little boat that we use. It doesn't have to be little. It can be big. We've got both. we got really nice tenders. But a tender is kind of the boat that we use to shuttle guests ashore from the yacht and back. Mm-hmm. Um, epaulets. Epaulets are our dress uniform. So that's the stripes you see on our shoulders. So you'll wear your... So when we say get in your epaulets, that means get into your like dress uniform for the night. Yeah. Um Crew mess. Crew mess is like the hall, like the food hall, basically, where we ah, all get to eat. And we crew mess. Out. Crew mess, yeah. Yeah, that's something I didn't know. It, and I think of like, it com- I think it's very like military, like mess hall, you know. So we have a crew mess. Cabins, that's where we sleep and stay, our cabins. Yeah, um, yeah those that's, are some fun ones, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. helpful for me, for sure. A bowling is a knot, you know, if we're saying, you know, get out on deck. We're just asking everyone to come out outside. Yeah. Mustering. So if you have to muster, that's where everyone needs to meet in one place because there's an emergency on board. So if, you'll see that a lot when you go on like a cruise ship or in any boat. It'll say this is your muster station. That's important to listen to. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, that's a good question. So from Isabella Grunbeck, when are your green screen interviews filmed during the season or after? And what's the process? So green screens happen both times. They happen both while filming and then after. And basically that's just so, you know, crew are um, telling their recount of the story or the incident as it goes, as it's happening. Mm -hmm. So 
you'll get green screens during the season and then you'll redo those green screens later on. Uh, all right, <coughs> awesome. We had some really awesome <coughs> questions. Thank you guys so much for um, popping on and for sending your questions into Malia. Yeah, it's cool to see what um, interests people, like what side of mm -hmm. like the show and of the industry is really starting to interest people, you know. Um, Jessica doing her STCW, so and, awesome. like someone who's mm -hmm. actually watched the show and is now switching careers and going to be in yachting. Like that's the stuff I love. So thank you guys. Good luck to Jessica and happy birthday. And thanks to everyone who tuned in. You can follow our social media and there's some Total Ship Show merchandise that you can buy and support us. Thanks guys. Thank you all. Ahura Media Production.